Did you know that 69% of people do not like change? The Bible says, I, the Lord, do not change. That's in Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. But just think of all the things that have changed in your life since you started and became aware of what was going on around you. Especially the last 10 years, or the last 5, or the last year, this year. Can you believe the number of things that have changed? And I don't just mean night turns to day and day turns to night, or one morning you have Captain Crunch and the next morning you have oatmeal. I'm not talking about minor changes. I'm talking about major changes, and you know what they are. COVID-19, for instance. And look at all the changes that came with it. The lockdown, the national lockdown. You thought it was going to be two weeks. Weeks. It wound up being two months. And they're still having parts of it in various states. And the ramifications and results of it, and the, uh, consequences of it, are still being played out and probably will for some months to come. Of course, there's all kinds of explanations as to why these changes have taken place. Who ever thought that the majority of people would be wearing face masks in public? Who ever thought that they would be doing that for a sustained period of time when people aren't even falling over in the streets and never have been? And if there was anybody that fell over in the streets because they had the virus, it was an exception. So whoever thought that would happen? And then whoever thought that mayors in some of the major cities would let criminals, and I'm not talking about criminals that had served their time or those that had been arrested and put in prison for crimes that were not severe. I'm talking about hardcore criminals, sex offenders, uh, people that were violent, releasing them by the hundreds and thousands back into the society because their rationale, they might get COVID-19. And all the different decisions that are being made by politicians or people in authority or people with leverage or people with power because of COVID-19. And then when the lockdown begins to relieve a little bit nationally and people get back outside, but they still have all these different restraints, their sports are gone, activities are gone are greatly, uh, you know, restrained with all kinds of draconian measures. Uh, school doesn't open some places. It has to be online. Whoever thought that that would happen, especially for a sustained period of time? Look at all the changes that have taken place. There's still some sports that have uh, not agreed those in authority in those sports have not agreed to open up their sports or they postponed them or they've changed the configuration of it. Just about everything and everybody has been impacted with change. And I'm talking about drastic, fast, rapid change. Things are changing every day. Look at the political arena. Look at the threats. Look at the potential. Look at the possibilities. If certain persons were to win 
if Joe Biden, for instance, was to win the election, that is, if he even gets to that point, and I mean, you know, he's getting old, you know, his mental faculties are failing, seemingly. But if he were to become president, look at the changes that would take place then, just in a matter of months. Things that President Trump, for instance, helped change for the better would be completely reversed. And I could go on and on and on and on and on. But the Bible says, God says, for I, the Lord, do not change. Now that's in Malachi 3.6. And I started out by saying that the majority of people do not like change. 69% of the people do not like change. How do you know that, Pastor Rick? Well, I'm a certified behavioral life coach. And I've been certified with the DISC model of personality profiling. Which basically, the DISC is four different personality dominant styles, D-I-S-C. Now, you may have heard it from another model. You may be familiar with, for instance, choleric, sanguine, phlegmatic, and melancholy. So it's, it's similar to that. D-I-S-C, 69% of the population are S's, and one of the characteristics of S's is they do not like change. So if a person is a dominant S and the majority of the population are dominant S's, that means they do not like change. But let me share something else with you. Every single person has that aspect of personality as a part of the makeup of their personality. So it may not be as much as a dominant S, but it's that S is in there somewhere in their personality. To one degree or the other, they don't like change. Now, some people can change rapidly, but there is a, you know, a measuring of how rapid that person can change. And it varies from person to person. But for the most part, most people do not like change. That's one reason why I believe that there's a lot of unrest and and uh, animosity and hatred and irritability that is being um, stirred up in our society, stirred up in our communities, stirred up in our culture. It's being ginned up because people basically, they don't want to be changed. And if they do, they want it to be a process and they want to know why and they want to have some measure of input, if not control, over their own lives. And so maybe if we look at this, for I, the Lord, do not change, comes from chapter 3 of the book of Malachi. And I'll just read to you the context. We won't read the whole thing because it would take long and we'd have to get into other discussions. But as the Old Testament concludes, Malachi the prophet records the prophecy of God. Behold, I send my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. And the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. So the Messiah is coming. We know that's Jesus. 
John the Baptist came prepared the way. He came in the spirit of Elijah. But verse 2 says, But who can endure the day of His coming? So His coming, we find out there's a first and a second coming. <clears throat> and the second coming has a day or a period of time called the day of the Lord. And this is what Malachi is prophesying because His coming is not just one thing. It's He comes for salvation, then He comes for judgment the second time. And it says, who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. And that's what's happening right now. A lot of people are being refined, but some people don't know that they can be. And so they're not submitting to the refinery or the refining process. Anyway, reading again, and they will bring offerings in righteousness to the Lord. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and as in the former years. And we could get into the involvement of Israel and particularly uh, Judah and more specifically the city of Jerusalem in eschatology. But I'm trying to emphasize the point of the Lord doesn't change and a lot of people don't like change and yet a lot of things are changing. Okay, so I'm trying to stick with that. Verse five says, then I will draw near to you for judgment. I will be swift, a swift witness against, listen to this because we're living in the day of what's about to be enumerated. I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers. That's the witches and the warlocks against the adulterers, against those who swear falsely. A lot of lying going on, a lot of fornication, a lot of porno pornography, a lot of illicit sexual activity, a lot of witchcraft, against those who oppress the hired workers in his wages, so people that cheat others and oppress them and try to control them and try to dominate them. The widow and the fatherless against those who thrust aside the sojourner and do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. So in other words, basically not treating people with dignity and treating people like human beings. We could discuss every one of the facets mentioned here. But then it sounds like who can endure the day of his coming, meaning will anybody endure? But then he goes on and he says, I do not change. That's when he says, I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. So even though the judgment is coming and those that are guilty of the things enumerated, which we didn't discuss in detail, will be judged. There's a judgment of consequences on the earth and there's a judgment at the end when we stand before God. Okay? So there are the consequences inherent, what you sow, you'll reap. And then there's a judgment at the end pertaining to eternal life or not. And then what comes with it or not. Okay. But he says here, because I've made a promise, this is what he's implying. Because I have made a promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, then the children of Israel will not be completely done away with. So there's going to be salvation 
in the end time for many Jewish people that turn to Jesus Christ. Now, how does that apply to us? Well, God still doesn't change. So whatever he's promised, in spite of the fact that he says, you know, judgment's coming, there are going to be a remnant. There, are, there is going to be an elect seed. There is going to be those that are saved. That's why you need to take heed to the prophecy of the judgment that's coming, but also draw hope from the fact that if you draw near to him, you will be redeemed. You will be saved. Now, back to the changes. Maybe this is why most of the population and all, if you, if you take into account that everybody has this facet of their personality, but most people don't like change. And maybe this is why the demonic realm takes advantage of this opportunity. When things are changing so rapidly, people get confused, they get anxious, they panic, they get fearful and afraid, they make bad decisions, they do things that are unjust, they treat each other unkindly. You know, I was thinking the other day about Glenn Campbell's song, Try a Little Kindness. It used to be a pop song. Some of you remember it. Try a little kindness and overlook the blindness of the narrow-minded people on the narrow-minded sea. You know, if you see your brother falling by the way, you know, you know, stop and help him. If you see your sister going the wrong way, tell her she's going the wrong way. You know, the lyrics of the song rhyme. But it's so simple. Just treat people right. And yet, because of all the changes, the changes that I'm talking about are not like God because this is the way I want to conclude this episode. In spite of everything that's changing, He doesn't. His promises are yes and amen. He's an anchor. You can be stable and at peace by keeping your mind on Him. Because he doesn't, he's not wishy-washy. He's not fickle. He's not impetuous. He's not moody. He doesn't change. His character remains the same. He's always been like he's always been. He'll always be like he always is. That's what Yahweh means, actually. That's what his name means. The self-existent one. It comes from the infinity to be I am that I am. I'm not going to change. Your friends may change. Now, that change may come in a lot of ways. It may be something in their character. It could be something in their circumstance. It could be something in their life. In other words, they might pass away. That's a change when you lose a loved one or a friend to death. That's a big change. Or that person that you thought was a friend might betray you. Or you might think they did. You, they might not have betrayed you, but you might think they did. So that creates a change and a conflict. And then the people you work with and business and stores open, stores closed. Look at all the businesses that are closing. Look at the people that have lost their livelihood. Look at all the changes. You know, there's, there's just really not too much that doesn't change. 
And you can try to make it where it doesn't happen, and you can mitigate it by living right, doing right, making good choices. But the things around you keep changing. The seasons come and go. The creatures live and die. The plants live and die. Some of them come back again next year. The water in the river evaporates. The streams run dry. The oceans, the tides come in, the tides go out. One night it's a starry night, the next night it's cloudy. You know, you get up one morning, the news drops a bombshell on you. Somebody in your family, you know, maybe uh, a family member makes a decision about their life. You weren't prepared to hear about it. It's just so unsettling. And, you know, sometimes children are sheltered. Thank God they should be, actually. Children should be sheltered. Let them them be kids. But we get older, we get more aware of what's going on around about us. And then we start making our decisions. And we start changing. People see changes in us. Hopefully for the better. Hopefully for the better. But isn't it good to know with all the changes in America today and all the threats and the ominous things coming over the horizon that there's one somebody that doesn't change and will not, and that's the Lord. I'm not saying you you don't have good friends or you can't have good family members. You do. Obviously, you do. Many of you do. And uh, But even then, things change. People move. They get a different job. They get married. They get divorced. They, you know, they make a decision. They move over the ocean. Uh, they go in the military. Life is just unsettling, and it's, and it's changing fast now. So fast, you have to have an anchor. So that's where I want you to park today. Park your thought processes, and ask Jesus to be your anchor. If you're not saved, ask Him to be your Savior. Let Him be your Lord and Savior. Let Him be your anchor, because He won't change. He can change things for you. That's a whole other podcast. But He won't change. If He loved you yesterday, He'll love you today. He'll love you tomorrow. Same amount. He'll still expect you to you know, submit to his ways, you know, but he's not going to change. And he loves you and he cares about you. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this revelation that you are the Lord and you change not. In Jesus' name, amen.